0: Coming to you on some serious tape delay via a podcast near you from that hockey hotbed of San Jose, California, it's, it's Dudes on, dudes on hockey. hockey. He is now accepting callers. He is calling me Dude. dude. And now, your hosts, Mike and Doug.
1: Hey there and welcome to the Dudes on Hockey podcast. I'm Mike, that's Doug.
0: Vegas!
1: Vegas. We went to Vegas, Vegas and we were
0: smooth criminals. Hee <laughs> hee! <laughs> <laughs> yeah!
1: Yeah. It was good when you stood up during the Michael Jackson show and tried to do all the dancing. That was I enjoyed that part. That
0: was your favorite part, that was the performer's favorite part, it was yeah. the audience's favorite part. And $200 it- a ticket? You better expect to see me dancing.
1: And that's security guard's favorite part when he yeah, tossed he you out in the lobby. It.
0: He loved it. And then as he's pushing me out, I said, "Yelled something like free John Scott or something like that. And they love that. They love <laughs> it. Maybe they shouldn't be serving those uh, delicious giant drinks in the lobby.
1: Yeah. Wow. It was like an, it, more than a pint glass. It was like a 24 ounce thing. That's the one thing about Vegas shows is not only are you allowed to drink in the theater, unlike most. Theaters where you see a a show, you're encouraged. Oh yeah. Yeah. Cause yeah. then you go and blow hundreds of dollars on craps. Right. That's right. That's what that's what you did. <laughs> Not me though. That's what you did. That's what you did. That's
0: what you made me do. I didn't
1: make you do anything. You did.
0: You've been priming me to play craps, dude. And I told you I am a jinx at the table. I'm like the cooler. And I got to the table and I lost.
1: Dude. It, you just got to learn how to ride the swings. You I wrote, won
0: at video roulette.
1: You were like one little swing down and you're like, I'm out of here. This I don't like talking
0: course. to people. <laughs> I, I see that. I don't like it. I would rather talk to a machine because I can tell the machine how I really feel. <laughs>
1: dude, to make you totally feel better, get- I got you a present.
0: What, dude? Dude. Dude,
1: I got you a present. Open it. Open it, dude. I got you a present. It's real. You're giving me that look as if you're not... You don't think you're going to like this. You're going to like this. This is going to be awesome. Dude! So, Dude! Wow! I know. So, I'm a little late to this meme. I I saw it when it happened, but I didn't see the significance of it. But there was a picture that Murko Mueller posted on Instagram with John Scott wearing a black t-shirt. And the black t-shirt had a picture of himself right after he scored his goal, his his first goal of the season. And so what I did is I made a black t-shirt of that picture. So it's a picture of John Scott wearing a black t-shirt with a picture of John Scott.
0: (laughs) Thank you, dude. You're welcome. I'm going to wear this uh, to the stadium game.
1: This is going to be quite the inside joke to Sharks fans. And if you ever see anybody wearing a shirt with the picture of John Scott that you saw on Instagram, you know it's got to be us because I've never heard of anything else.
0: Did you get yourself one?
1: I did. Nice. It's in the other room.
0: I'm wearing this on Saturday night.
1: I think we should take a picture of ourselves wearing these shirts (laughs) and post them to the blog because they're pretty great shirts. And I sort of did it as a test. I didn't know how the picture was going to turn out. I mean, it's not you know the sharp. No, it's great. Dude. It's 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 it gets the job done,
0: dude. Thank you. We had a good time in Vegas. We did pretty well uh, on our on our hockey bets. We did. Um, we were bored on Saturday morning, so we foolishly wagered on the Edmonton Ottawa game, where there was you know really no real good decision. Uh,
1: I have I have audio of that, dude. All right. Oh, you ready? Know. You ready for this? Yeah. Okay. Here's us. Let me, I don't need to set it up because it, it'll take care of itself. Here we go. This is actual video of us in, or audio of us in Vegas. Dude, we're in the uh, we're in Lagasse Stadium. We're watching the Oilers.
0: Yeah, the Oilers have given up two goals in uh, 16 seconds, dude. And uh, we've got $100 on this game. So, fools, or will we ride Richard Bachman all the way to victory? Uh-huh.
1: The Oilers have already pulled a goalie. <laughs> we're, we're 10 minutes into the second No, we're 3 minutes into the second period Richard Bachman is already in the game Victor Foss has been pulled Only we are oh, stu-
0: dude, 3-2 <laughs> <laughs> It's 3-2, to two, dude We just scored again
1: Mark Fain <laughs> just scored Man, the Oilers are balls
0: dude. It's not over yet, dude. Don't throw in the towel. We're going to ride Richard Bachman all the way to victory. Order another round, dude. We're going to win it, dude.
1: Our feet are up. Beers are in hand. And we just watched Mark Fain score against Robin Lehner. (laughs) This is how it rolls in Vegas. Hockey bliss. Needless to say, we did not ride Richard Bachman all the way to victory. As if... (laughs) But anyway, so that
0: was uh, fun. I love Lagasse Stadium, dude. And we had another great dinner at Carne Vino at the the Venetian. We saw the Michael Jackson show. We had a really good time and we did. We ended up coming home ahead, actually, Mm -hmm. uh, after uh, winning most of our NHL bets on Saturday night. Uh, Thank you, Minnesota. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Nashville. And Calgary. And Calgary. Yeah. And thank you, uh, New York Islanders. So they ended up uh, scoring us some nice change. So it was a good time, dude. A great trip. And thank you once again for sponsoring it. And we'll see who ends up paying this year.
1: Right. So lessons learned, dude. One, don't bet on the Oilers.
0: Yeah, don't bet on the morning game just because you're bored. Right. That was... uh,
1: Hey... You also bet college basketball.
0: I know, because I was bored.
1: Right. Guess what happened?
0: I lost both of them,
1: dude. Yes, you did. I know. The other lesson, when Montreal and Toronto play, don't bet on anything, because anything could happen. You
0: said that over and over again, then you convinced us both to take the over. I know.
1: And I was wrong. I know. And then it turned into some sort of defensive fortress. I, I couldn't understand it. I mean, I think Toronto's won four out of their last 27 games, and all of a sudden they look like the 1994 New Jersey Devils. I I couldn't understand it. So, there you go. Two go.
0: important lessons, dude. Yes. Nicely done. Thanks. But overall, a good trip and
1: we'll be going back. Yeah. We'll be going back next year. And we saw billboards in Vegas saying, "Do you want season tickets?" That's right. Go to hockey in Las Vegas. I can't even remember what the URL is. Doesn't matter but I guess they're taking deposits for season tickets. They are. They are. Our cab driver who seemed to know
0: nothing about sports other than this (laughs) was very chatty about it. Uh, She she was talking about, you know, the season ticket drive. She she was very aware, Mm -hmm. you know, of what was happening and the billboards were everywhere. And um, if you listen to the hockey today podcast or you read uh, Craig Custance on ESPN insider, Uh, He was just in Seattle Mm -hmm. investigating why Seattle has seems to have fallen behind Las Vegas. Because at this point, according to to Custance, it's just a foregone conclusion that Vegas is going to have a team in the next two years. They'll have a stadium done uh, during this season ticket drive. Gary Bettman was there. Mm -hmm. Now, there's no team yet. Right. But the commissioner is there. Yeah. It's happening. There's something in the works. I think they're hungry to be the first major franchise in, you know, professional sports in Vegas Mm -hmm. to kind of get that first slice of the pie and see what happens. It could be disastrous or it could be huge, you know, and... Um, If there's enough local interest, I think the biggest concern is that it's going to be mostly a visiting team stadium. Yeah. You know, a a destination for people to come and watch their team and hang out in Vegas. It's not going to be the same home ice advantage that most other teams experience, but... uh,
1: And they're building the stadium. We drove right by it. They're building the stadium on the Strip. Right.
0: It's right behind the New York, New York. Right. So So, it's,
1: it's not even... I mean, the strip is sort of far away from where most of the locals live. Uh, there isn't a huge residential section right near the strip, and so it'll even be a little bit of a of a of a hike to get there. And as visitors to Vegas know all too well, traffic on certain nights can be atrocious. Yeah, so, it's going to be definitely
0: reliant on tourism to be successful. Mm-hmm. And will the people visiting? be rooting for the Las Vegas team. I heard the nickname "Hitmen" bandied about. Yeah. Um, and, or will they be coming in and rooting for their own team? Will there be a, a arrival of, of people from Winnipeg desperate to get out of that God forsaken, <laughs> frozen tundra yeah. to, to get to Vegas and enjoy some nice weather and see their team could happen, dude. Yeah. Could happen. So I I hope it happens. I give us another reason to go. Sure. Let's go. I'll be happy to
1: go. Yeah, let's go. Let's do it. Dude, we also found that the Sharks are 20 to 1 to win the Stanley Cup at this point. Yeah. So uh might
0: have gotten uh, even higher Yeah. <laughs> Considering... <laughs> based on their uh their loss in Nashville last night.
1: Yes. Yes, which we'll talk about in a second, dude. Do we want to do we want to do this chronologically or what do we, where do we want to start, to? <sighs> Dude, I mean, I, I so many things. To yeah, talk there's about. so
0: many things to talk about. I mean, the Sharks are in a major slide going up into the stadium series game. I think they've lost seven of their last nine or mm-hmm. something like that. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, which I may have. They did. They win the 10th game. I guess it sounds more dramatic to yeah. say uh, <laughs> they've lost seven out of nine. But I'm not even sure. And at times, they haven't looked good doing it at all. And it's frustrating. You know, goaltending's been poor. Overall, team commitment's been poor. Some nights, they can't defend. Most nights, they can't defend. Some nights, they can't score. Mm -hmm. And some nights, they play okay, and they end up running into Pecorine, and you can't do anything. Right, right. And that's what happened last night. Sharks weren't that bad. Actually, for most of that game, they right. just can't score on Pecorine. Right. and their own defense was
1: balls. Are they gonna win? Is he gonna win the Vesna this year, dude? Rene? Yeah,
0: he missed some games, dude. I mean, he missed he missed some significant time. I think a couple of weeks. I mean, yeah. Um, but he's pretty incredible.
1: Yeah, I mean, pretty, pretty it was dominant. A, it was figure. An almost unbelievable performance by Pecorine on that in that game. So. Mm-hmm. Not not good for the sharks to see that the the good news though is that we now seem to have a full complement of defense. Right. Um, both Vlasic and Braun are back in the lineup, which I think bodes well for the Sharks going forward. At least I hope it does. Sure.
0: I mean, they're they're your two best defensive players, and you had to play without them for several games, and I think them both being gone. I mean, Braun being gone for several weeks, it's going to take him a a little time to probably Mm -hmm. uh, get acclimated back to the speed of the game, but that's going to help. I mean, that's going to help. Certainly you won't have to see someone like Scott Hannon, who you really probably even have to question if he's even going to be still on the team in two weeks, Yep, you know, um, but I don't even know what you could get for him at this point, but yeah. maybe we'll get to that yet. But uh,
1: The trade deadline is the 2nd of March. Right. So it's it's coming up around the corner. There's already been trades, which we'll talk about uh, around the league. We'll talk about in a little while. But but first of all, in terms of things moving around and, and and trades and the trade deadline, we saw maybe maybe the biggest news of the week is that Pierre Lebrun reported that the Sharks are actively shopping on to Right. Um, and this is something we've talked about on the podcast many times. You said a few weeks ago, you thought there was a very low chance of Niemi being traded. And and certainly it's possible that he won't be at this point, of course, but, um, at least the, the quote that we have here is that it might be to teams that are looking for a backup goaltender.
0: Right. I, uh, I kind of added to, you know, a, a list of teams that I thought might be interested, uh, for that exact reason, mm-hmm. a backup. You know, um, I was thinking maybe Detroit with Jimmy Howard's injury problems this year, that maybe they're not going to be comfortable going into the playoffs. They're pretty strongly positioned with just Jimmy Howard. I mean, the Islanders' backup uh, Chad Johnson's been pretty bad this year. I mean, and Gar Snow's never been afraid to make a kind of a big move. Might he want Niemi? To back up, uh, you know, Nashville. I mean, are they going to really go in with Carter Hutton as their backup? Maybe. Maybe. The Rangers, Lunquist health, very questionable. I mean, the Penguins, uh, Thomas Grice has not had a good year either. And uh, Washington and Braden Holtby's played the most minutes of any goaltender in the league this year. Mm-hmm. And his backups, they obviously hate him as much <laughs> as the Sharks hate Staylock. Yeah. And then I, I thought Tampa Bay, too, you know, although uh, the. Uh, Lafayette goalie has been, you know, the rookie has been pretty good. I mean, they ended up they have got rid of Lindback, they got rid of Nabokov. I mean, they haven't really found a solid veteran number two goalie. Right. Are they going to be comfortable going that way? So that was my thought, dude. But I'm I'm just not certain, especially based on how Staylock played last night, that they're really going to finish the year
1: with just Staylock. Hey, Staylock was shaky. Mm-hmm. and there's no one rooting for like more than us, and you can't uh, question the fact that the Sharks should be uh, anxious and frustrated with his play. He certainly hasn't, uh, you know, on, on one hand, he certainly hasn't seized the reins, let's put it that way. On the other hand, he hasn't really had the most optimal opportunity to take that job. Right. I think... We certainly hear things about goaltenders want to play a lot. You know, they certainly in the in past years, the Sharks goaltenders have dictated their own schedule, essentially saying when they want to play. And I'm sure no goaltender in creation would ever say, you know what I want to do? I want to play once every two to three weeks. And that's essentially what Staylock has done. Now, he's not made the most of those opportunities, but that's not been... <laughs> I mean, if you really wanted to see what this guy's about... I would almost roll the dice and play him for two weeks straight and really see how he goes. Yeah, if he plays crappy for, for a week or for two weeks, three or four games in a row, then yeah, okay, that's enough. But you know, one game a month or one game every two or three weeks, I, I'm not sure we really know what Stay lock can give us here.
0: Yeah, it's it's frustrating for sure. And, and it doesn't bode well for the Sharks' future when you're looking at a situation where you either are going to have to overpay to keep Niemi here. On a multi-year deal, or you're going to be handing, you know, the keys over to Staylock next year. Not sure of what you're going to be getting, or you're going to have to search for outside the organization for a goalie. Which made me wonder: could the Sharks be in that rare position of a, you know, a team that maybe is a borderline playoff team that already has a number one that could be shipping the out and bringing somebody else in. I mean, could they be in, in a position like that where they're going to maybe try and make a move for someone who's got term on their deal, you know, to, to try and solve their problem. Is that move maybe better made in the off season? Possibly. Yeah. I just, I still, if they could get a good return for NAMI, I think they should do it. Cause I still think the season is, um, not going to end the way a lot of people want it to. Yeah. You know, even if we do make the playoffs um, and it's not, they're not in a good spot right now. You know, they're the second wild card team with LA having three games in hand on them. Mm -hmm. And LA is winning tonight. So it's not the spot that you want to be in. If they take care of business and the sharks play 500, like they've been playing, then they're going to be out. Mm -hmm. They're going to be out. And the sharks haven't shown any sort of, inclination to go on a roll lately at all. So what's an acceptable return for Auntie Niemi? Because I mean, there's not going to be first-round picks thrown yeah. around. We know oh, yeah. that. If oh, you yeah. look at the return that Toronto got, right, for Franson and, and Santorelli, they got a first. They got a C-level prospect. Yep. And they got Ole Jokinen, who <laughs> sucks. Yeah, He's terrible now. He couldn't yeah. even play for Nashville, so... They got forced to eat salary plus a C-level prospect plus a first of the first was like the
1: gold for right. Cody Fronson right.
0: and Santorelli.
1: Which is going to be for Nashville a late 20s pick.
0: So what's Niami going to get? A
1: fourth? Yeah, that's what we're so talking about. So then you don't do it then. Then you don't even do it and you just let him walk in the offseason? Yes. Is that what you think well, is I the mean, most well, likely scenario? I think
0: that's what they'll do because I think they're looking at it in they would rather try they would rather try to mm-hmm. be in the playoffs with the Emmy and then let him go than forfeit the year at, they they've been playing that middle this middle ground yeah. all year yeah so yeah. they're gonna throw in the towel with 20 games left yeah when they're
1: you know, on the fence. You're right, because a, a fourth-round draft pick isn't going to be the difference between the Sharks no. winning the Cup and not, no, you know, two not. years from now. So you might as well hold on to Niemi, and if you end up with nothing for him, you realize that there wasn't a lot to be had for him in the first place. It's right. one thing if you if you let Joe Thorne go for nothing, because, I mean, the guy is still, as uh, I read on Puck Daddy the other day, a puck-possession monster, which is true. If you look at, um, I mean... You know, we've we've talked a lot. You know, we've we've certainly disparaged Joe Thornton in the leadership category, but no one can disparage him in the hockey playing category. If you look at uh, players who have played more than 40 games this year, I believe in uh, Corsi on, uh, Joe Thornton is number two in the NHL behind, like, Patrice Bergeron or something like that. I mean, the guy is a stud this year, and there's no two ways about it. You know, we we can't try and knock him down saying he's not effective because he's clearly been extremely effective.
0: Yeah. The Joe's on the top line. Yeah. Are outstanding. I mean, they're outstanding together. Absolutely. And, you know, I think we'll talk a little bit more about Joe Pavelski in a minute when we start talking about the Epic series. But I mean, he's those two guys together. They're, they're what you want a top line to be. You just wonder how much longer you can kind of be going down the same road, the same formula, dude. Um, I see you got an email pulled up
1: here. I got an email because I think it's been a while since we've had one, but I think we might have to do a crazy trade here. All right. I'm
0: going after a- crazy, crazy
1: trade. All right. So uh, this is a, an email from a, a, a new a new emailer. QuERTY QWERTY is the name that we have here on the email. <laughs> but... Um, He's saying, if the Sharks miss the playoffs, do you think Doug Wilson should trade Brent Burns in the offseason? Maybe we can trade him to Edmonton for their first-round draft pick and Jeff Petrie. Maybe trade him to Carolina. Brent Burns is having a career year on defense, and I think it would be wise to trade him now while his value is high. Dude, what do you think? No. (laughs) No?
0: Uh, That's not the right player to move, in my opinion. I understand, Cordy Cordy, what you're saying, that Burns... He's having a career year, an all-star year. His offensive numbers are impressive. But you you would just, by getting rid of him, you would be creating a giant, giant, irreplaceable void. Mm-hmm. A, a problem that the Sharks had for years before they had Dan Boyle, and now they have Burns, who's actually doing that part of the gig. Right. Which is, you know, a, power play, a juggernaut. power play. He's the one of the most dominant power play players in the league. Mm-hmm. You can't get rid of him. You need to get a better player to play with him.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, I, I think he's not the guy.
1: And that, I do. I do like Jeff Petrie. I got to be honest with you. Sure.
0: But, but uh, they OK. Well, hold on. <laughs> now, if it's going to be yeah. the Oilers pick and that's let's say it's in the top three. Yeah. And Jeff Petrie, who by the way, is an unrestricted free agent. So yeah. not really that valuable. Right. Uh, yes. Okay. Yes. Right. I would do that. If you're going to get a crack at one of those, you know, franchise changing players, right. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Then you do that. I had a fantasy on the way over here that we missed the playoffs and the, and the, and the ping pong ball rolled to us and we got McDavid, by the way, <laughs> I had a fantasy. About it. I, you had a fantasy. <laughs> we missed the playoffs. I could, dude? Dude, It was a fantasy about McDavid heresy. Dude. Okay. Um, I mean, trading him to Carolina. I mean, I, I, I think, One As I was thinking about Niemi, and you could put Burns in something like this too, is I I look at the the Winnipeg-Buffalo deal, and then we kind of debated about who we feel like won this deal, and I thought it was a good deal actually for both teams. That kind of a hockey trade, like Mm -hmm. that two young, talented players, Bogosian a little bit of a down, Kane, Hurt, kind of a pain in the ass, Mm -hmm. but no denying his talent traded for another young player Calder winner on a bit of a down and two by all accounts pretty strong prospects and a late first mm-hmm. that's a mega deal dude right oh, yeah, and then i yeah. guess there was a, a a goalie prospect going back the other way i wondered if the sharks might need to do something like that some sort of big major franchise landscape changing kind of deal In order to shake things up, dude. Yeah. So. I I don't know. I've got a crazy trade for
1: you. Oh, do I play the thing again? Play it again. I got to play it
0: again. Crazy
1: Crazy trade. Wow. What do you got for me? Two in one show. I know.
0: This is, this is insane.
1: Oh, good. I like these. Crazy. This is, this is insane. What's
0: the crazy and crazy trade? All right. Logan Couture. Wow. Niemi? <laughs> Whoa. And Scott Hannan.
1: <laughs> okay, that's that's clearly the that's clearly the choice bits <laughs> to Tampa Bay. Okay. For
0: uh Valachevsky, that okay. young goalie. Mhm. Truan. Yeah. And Gudas. Wow. Wow. So the reason why I and listen where where did this come this, from? Okay. Tell me. First of all, I what I, I wanted to come up with a crazy trade, dude, cuz you know I thought it would be fun.
1: Who are 3 names most <laughs> hockey fans have never heard of?
0: I identify Tampa Bay as a team that I think has they have young players. I think they may put some of those players in play this year because they can smell it. I think they know. You have to think the opportunity is yeah, there yeah. and that if they could turn Connolly or Kucherov or Duran or one of those guys into a 60, 70 point player that's signed that could help them for several years, then they're in the position right now that they should do that. You know,
1: right? Not we that I saw what they did against the Sharks.
0: Right. I mean, I'm not looking. T- I I like Logan Couture. Everybody, this is just a this is just a, tr- a fake crazy trade. trade. It's crazy. It's a trade. Crazy trade. But I mean, you. I think. Based on what I've seen this year, the Couture is not in the leadership group, uh, based mm-hmm. on they didn't give him an A, and um, I haven't really seen or noticed him at all in three weeks of epics coverage. And that's true. Have you? Um, and I think it's possible that if you were looking to move somebody from that core group, that he would be the one that you could get a huge return for plus maybe is the one on the outside you know between Vlasic Couture and Pavelski I think Couture is number three mm-hmm. of those three and I would want a monster return for him yes. which would be a former number one pick in Duran and maybe a number one goalie in right. the making in the uh, the Lafayette kid right plus a serviceable, tough, young defenseman in Gudas, And they get a real backup goalie for this year. They get Hannon, who could play 12 minutes for them in a the playoffs. And they get, you know, uh, arguably a top 50 player in the league.
1: Yeah. In Logic Sure. Yeah, it's a very interesting uh, deal. I'd, I'd certainly be interested to hear what people think about this kind of thing. So you can uh, tweet at us, or you can comment on this post on the blog, or if you're rebuilding, that is a rebuilding type move. Is yeah. it risky? Hell
0: yes. Oh, oh
1: yeah. Hell yes, big it's time. Risky.
0: But could it pay off? Huge if you get a number one goalie and Drouin realizes his potential.
1: Right. It could be huge. And if and if Tampa Bay goes all the way, they don't care. They don't care. And I'm. are they the favorites in the East at this point? Absolutely. Yeah, you have I to think, think so, right? Absolutely, which should make you feel warm and fuzzy. It does. Yeah. You could act-
0: have a Nashville-Tampa Bay Stanley Cup final.
1: You'd be weeping openly. I would. I think if that happened. Because I'd actually have a chance to win.
0: I want everybody to send us their own crazy trades as we're getting closer to the deadline. Send them in. We'll read them on the air. We'll analyze them. We'll, uh, we'll pick them apart. Yeah. And... Uh, We'll praise you. We'll scorn you. But this is the time of year, and dude, some crazy trades out there, dude. Some yeah. fun stuff.
1: I mean, the Franzen deal, I didn't expect that. You know, some of these some of these trades have been... That's uh, a great... What a great trade for Nashville. You have to think so, right? It's
0: such a great trade. And I'm shocked that Toronto made that move this early. Like, I think it, it you know, just shows... What a league of morons there are over there operating that team! Like that's really the best that you could get.
1: I really had to squint because I was reading some tweets about it right after it happened, and people were like, "Clearly, good deal for Toronto and this and that." I'm like,
0: "What?" And I'm just, "What? What did they get?" I mean, they they got a first round pick, a late first round pick, in what is <clears throat> one of the best drafts possibly right. in the last twenty years, right? Sure. But. They get, still, noth- they, they get nothing tangible to help them really
1: now, right?
0: So I don't know. I thought it was
1: pretty, I, I didn't I didn't think it was that great of a trade. If that was a t- if a pick in the wow. teens, maybe it's I a could great see it. trade for Nashville. Great trade it's for a Nashville. Great trade for Nashville. It put them in a really good position to to make a, a decent playoff run, and especially when you have one of the best goalies in the league, and the, and probably the Calder winner. Right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, who's scoring at a pretty impressive pace? They, they got the tools right now. They you know?
0: do. They do. They do. They, they look impressive, dude.
1: Well, dude, I know uh, we should have an extended discussion about the Epic show because, uh, of course, it's must see TV for all Sharks fans. And I believe uh, if I read the comments correctly from last week's podcast. That there is a way to see those episodes for free. So, so look at last week's podcast, and I think there was some commentary and some discussion about it. I think you can maybe create a, a guest login or something like that and see some of these episodes. Um, you know, they're they're really they're really good watching. Yeah, we, we certainly get to see a, a view of the sharks that you don't often get to see. We saw TMac upping the f bomb count this week clearly not happy with the way the Sharks are playing. Yeah, he bit. was
0: angry in that. Calgary game He was angry, and he should have been angry, and it was nice to see that. Mm-hmm. Um, the disappointing part was after he went on a rant, the team came out and did absolutely nothing.
1: Right. <laughs> and they gave up another goal or two. And
0: it was like, oh,
1: okay. Right. So, you know
0: um, I mean? Uh, it really made me question, uh, not is he a good coach? I don't think that's ever been the question, but has he lost the room has he lost the room i mean you can go in there and hoot and holler and bemoan your players and call them out and then they go out and respond
1: flat right and against a team that is right next to them in the standings against a team they really need points right and they need separation against right and they can't get it they can't get it that's
0: that's not good I know we're being a downer and some people are switching to other podcasts, oh. but we're just trying to tell the truth here,
1: people. <laughs> this is what happens, you know? The sharks don't do so well. It's like, you know, it it, it can... It's our fault. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: it makes you know. I understand. People get a little bit. Uh, you know, it's 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 not fun to see this happen to a team that we invest a lot in. Yeah,
0: it doesn't mean we don't love them. We we spent a lot of money to go see the dumb game on Saturday. We'll be there in our John Scott t-shirts. That's right. Having a great time.
1: Yep. yep. I'll be
0: eating hamburgers without buns. <laughs> Double pissing them like crazy. Freaking sparkling water.
1: The the only thing that you know. I mean, you know, you have to wonder about creative editing and, and what clips were left on the cutting room floor and things like that. But when you, when you do see that moment, uh, where Joe Pavelski sort of gives that speech in the locker room and then he goes out and has a hat trick. I mean, that's like a Joe Namath kind of moment. Right. That was
0: a great, I mean, that's the kind of stuff that
1: makes you feel so good. It was Arizona, but still, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Like,
0: he clearly has the ear and the respect of that room. Mm-hmm. Nobody was dead silent in there, mm-hmm. and he talked. On, it looked like on and off for a while, right? And he, he he wasn't calling out people individually.
1: No. Well, at least like if they Not, did, they well, cut, they it, cut, it, cut out. it out. But
0: right. when he was calling out the whole team, and it was true. I mean, they were losing to in Arizona. It's, yeah. I mean, oh my god.
1: Yeah. Like it's bad. It's bad. And then he. Almost literally puts the team on his back, goes out there and scores. Love that. Love to
0: see stuff like that, and you know
1: you have to think if whoever's going to be when whenever they award the captaincy to a player, it's going to be Joe Pavelski. Sure. Well, what are they waiting for? I don't know. I I
0: don't. I don't know. I'm almost wondering if they're going to do it tomorrow so they can sell a bunch of. Stadium sweaters with Pavelski C on it, you know. I, I might
1: buy one. <laughs> I mean, I was inspired after that speech. Yeah, I mean, yeah. he's
0: based on what we've seen. He's the clear voice of the team and in that locker room, and they needed to hear it. You know, you just based on their personalities, you don't really imagine Marlowe standing up and saying that. Like you just don't,
1: right? You know, and maybe he has. You know, maybe I mean, he this, has. This is this is the few times maybe that we actually has. get visibility there.
0: You know. Um, but yeah. not today. Not today, Michael. Not that day.
1: Not this day. Uh any other notables from the epic show, dude? Yeah, dude. I
0: would like to know uh how Mark Edward Vlasic missed multiple games with an upper body injury, but was able to carry his 50-pound plus golden retriever around <laughs> in his arms, baby cradle style. I don't know. And and like uh, several bags of dog food. Like I was watching that going, he's at home. He's not on the road trip because he's hurt, but he's carrying his giant Labrador around in his arms. What was his upper body injury, dude? What was it? They denied that it was concussion. I call BS on that, dude. Deviated septum? <laughs> <laughs> he had a mild sinus infection. Yeah. Eardrum perforation. I think he had pink eye. <laughs> uh, uh, he had corns
1: <laughs> on his feet. Uh, that'd be lower body. He had lupus. Yeah, it's never lupus, dude. Don't you watch house? It's never lupus.
0: Uh, wait, was that a Simpsons reference? <laughs> dude, it right. was a house, well, house reference. Or Simpsons? Uh, I'm going to make sure I got it. Okay.
1: Uh, okay. Did you get it? I got that one, Kazam. Okay. Jeez. Yeah, that was, I didn't really think about it at the time, but when you brought that up, I'm like, huh, yeah, you're right. That really bothered me, actually. <laughs> really? <laughs> I
0: was, they were like, oh, he's home. And, you know, Vlasic is on, not on the, with the team. He's at home with an injury, nursing his injury. And the next shot is him, him holding this giant dog. <laughs> <laughs> like what <laughs> you home with an injury yeah i mean
1: hey all i care about is that he's back i mean lord knows we need him in a lineup <laughs> badly okay yeah Yeah.
0: me too i just thought i just thought it was funny yeah <laughs> <laughs> i just thought it was funny
1: well Anyways. dude it's been a that was a definitely a very uh it was a good show. It was very Sharks-heavy this week, I felt like. you know yeah. the, ki- the Kings are kind of rolling, so there's obviously a lot more drama surrounding the Sharks now that the Kings have finally turned it on, as basically everybody expected that they would.
0: With the game coming closer, I will freely admit that I just scanned through the Kings stuff. I didn't care.
1: <laughs> really? You yeah, didn't, I didn't, watch you didn't even watch it?
0: No, I didn't have time. I mean, I I, want, I wanted to see, make sure I saw the Sharks stuff before it recorded, so I... I watched a little bit of it. I scanned through it. Let me they, give you.
1: They, let me give you a you know, breakdown. Tyler <laughs> Toffoli scored a hat trick. Wow, it's really great to get hats. I really enjoyed it, but it was more fun watching the team win. Now, did I
0: miss uh. it, or they just completely glossed over the Mike Richards thing? Is that right? That's never been addressed. Yeah, never. you're it's right. Never, I ever never, ever been this. covered. I don't think which they even I think, mentioned it. I, I I think that's garbage, dude. And I yeah. What? How I, does that get missed?
1: Yeah, I don't. You don't even talk to him. I don't know why he wouldn't even talk to the guy. It's not a
0: storyline. That's a storyline. That's a huge storyline with that team. Yeah. And they just don't cover it. And I thought that was uh, a little strange
1: yeah not uh, as
0: strange as Vlasic carrying a hundred pound dog but...
1: <laughs> this dog is getting bigger as the episode goes it along it wasn't that big it was like a great Dane dude it was it was like a small dinosaur someone's gonna send us a screenshot it's gonna be like a chihuahua <laughs> it's
0: like Vlasic was carrying around like a John Scott sized dog
1: you see him like giving Brent birds a piggyback ride <laughs> pressing him overhead
0: Oh, my goodness. Uh,
1: dude. Well, dude. Um, well, dude, I mean, obviously, um, we got two big games coming up. We got yeah. the game in Dallas. Sure. Against a team without Tyler Sagan.
0: That's terrible at home. So mm-hmm. if you're a very winnable game for the Sharks, hopefully going to have a get well game there for the Sharks. Dallas is missing several guys. So hopefully they won't be looking too far ahead to Saturday and they'll get two points in Dallas against the team that they should beat. And they'll bring it at Levi's Stadium, dude. I'm excited to go to this game. I can't wait to see what the atmosphere is going to be like. I don't know how the hell we're going to get there or get out. (laughs) But I'm fired up about it, dude.
1: Yeah. Yeah, me too. I'm hoping they bring it like they brought it to L.A. at the beginning of the year. I think it it might have a sort of a similar atmosphere. Certainly the teams, at least in the past week or two, have been going completely different directions. And I think the Sharks need to make a statement on Saturday. Well, yes. (laughs) Yes. I agree, dude. I agree. It would make me
0: feel a lot better if they could play with some emotion against Dallas tomorrow night. Going into the game on Saturday, and uh, the Kings are riding high. And this this is a playoff game, and it's exactly what Pavelski said, mm-hmm. you know, in that speech. All the rest of these games, they are all playoff games. And if this team thinks they're going to make the playoffs, they have they have an uphill battle. They are the underdogs right now. Mm-hmm. They're the underdogs. It's a tight race, but they have played more games than everybody else. Right, so they're the ones that are going to have to to win more consistently. Uh, otherwise, they're going to be in the outside looking in, um, and it's going to be a a very long and awkward summer. Uh, yeah, you thought
1: you thought last year was awkward. Actually, I don't know if we can top last year in terms of awkwardness, but <laughs> I I think this if they don't make the playoffs, it might be more awkward. Yeah, I
0: think it might be even more awkward.
1: You yeah, know? and the teams that are ahead of us. You know, LA obviously with the win tonight would pass us And Calgary is now two points ahead and we've not matched up well against Calgary. I think we're done playing Calgary at least right. Done for now. Done for the year. I mean, done for the regular season. Thank sure. goodness for small favors, but the only, the only saving grace is I, th- you know, we've done well against Vancouver. So I'm, I'm happy about that.
0: If we make the playoffs, if we make it, yeah, there's no doubt that we'll be playing the Kings.
1: There's No, No, uh, because I think I think that the chances of that are pretty small now, dude. No doubt, dude. Because San Jose would probably be the the fourth seed, and LA would have to pass Anaheim. (laughs) Why Why couldn't the Sharks and Kings be two and
0: three? That's possible. It's very, very possible, dude. And I I just there is no doubt that if they make it, that's what's going to happen. And the Sharks' path would have to be Kings, Ducks, and Blackhawks because the hockey gods hate the sharks it's true all right dude let's fire it up if you're going to the stadium series game send us a tweet yeah We'd love to hook up say hi look for the john scott
1: t-shirts we'll be wearing them uh, dude we'll be lost i have no way i i know I have no idea where anything is in that stadium i
0: have been to that stadium twice i know where everything is
1: you do i do oh okay sweet. i know where they sell the curry okay he'll be the guy wearing the john scott t-shirt with two burgers in his hands without buns on them they have tortas and no cheese
0: No cheese No bread dude No bread Thanks to you I'm doing this horrible Horrible diet I know I'm miserable Yeah It's been a terrible Terrible two days Yeah But I think And you're on day two I know I know And I might fall asleep On the way home Because I haven't been able To drink my coffee But there are other people In the world With bigger problems So I'm just gonna shut up Go Sharks Go Sharks Show? Want to get your questions on the air? Email questions at dudesonhockey.com. Dudes on Hockey is not affiliated with the San Jose Sharks organization or the National Hockey League.